Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Great to have you. I want to talk today about your plans or his plans and uh, uh, talk to you about preparation for the future from God's perspective and from what the Bible says about um, understanding the different parts of God's call for your life. You know, the first thing you need to know is that God has a distinct plan for your life, whether it's a call to ministry, whether it's business, whether it's uh, uh, politics, whatever you're called to do, um, or helps ministry, whatever you're called to do, uh, is that God has, has a specific plan for you. So there's not one call. You know, I believe personally that being in the ministry is the best job on planet earth, but then really the best job for you on planet earth is the one that God has for you to do. So if you're in the ministry and God didn't call you in the ministry, then you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. But so God has a plan for us, and it's a good plan. The Bible says he has plans to prosper us and not to harm us. So God has a, a, a map of where he's planning on taking us, where he wants us to go, and then the wisdom to get us there. But one of the things that happens is people get born again, and uh, uh, or, or people have their ways of being raised, right? They were raised, and their parents spoke things into them. Hey, when you're older, you're going to do this. Hey, when you're, you're going to be a great business person, you're going to be in the ministry. And so people have a many times a way that they're uh, leaning towards, something that they're aiming for, and then they have an encounter with God. And so there's many people who are like heading, you know, I was in college and I went to a small group and then had an encounter with God. And then, so you have people who are like studying to get a degree in economics, and then all of a sudden they find themselves dropping out and going to Bible school because then the call of God comes, right? And so there's times where you're heading in a direction because Good parents will raise you that way. Good parents will raise you to have a direction that you're going. So if you don't know what God's called you to do from young, you're going to have a direction that you're already heading in. But then when the time comes that you have an encounter with God, that, 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 you, that you come across the purpose of God and, and God begins to speak to your spirit, that's when things get interesting because that's when there's, uh, number one, uh, judgment from people and people start to question you. But then also there's a lot of times the, the way that you've seen your life panning out, those things start to change. Uh, I remember having a conversation with a guy um, who was that was in business with? He worked worked with us, and he said, "You know, I've always been." Uh, he came and got back on fire for the Lord. He said, "I was raised around church," but he said, "I've always been um, hesitant to fully consecrate my life to the Lord because I had this feeling that if I fully surrendered to God and said, "God, I give you my whole life. I'll do whatever you want me to do. I'll go where you want me to go, and I'll say what you want me to say." that God would have me go into the ministry and I'd go be a missionary over in China somewhere, <laughs> you know, and like that, that God's waiting with worst case scenario. You know, you hear people testify, uh, the one thing you tell God you're not going to do is the thing that he's going to make you do. Well, first of all, why are you telling God you're not going to do something? And then secondly, I, I believe that the way God works is he'll give you something that, and then turn your heart towards it, that you're not living a miserable life. Well, I really hate the ministry, but I'm doing it because God called me. I don't believe that the way that's, that that's, that's the way it's meant to be. I believe God will make it that you love it. And then it doesn't even feel like work. You're working, you're putting in labor, you're, you're, you're diligent, but it's, you're not getting stressed out like, oh, I need a vacation. You know, oh, I'm just waiting for the weekend. So God has a plan for you, number one. And then knowing um, uh, that really the keys, and I want to talk about two major keys uh, in in making sure that you have God's plans and not your plans. And and the first one that I want to talk about is surrender. You having a life that's completely surrendered to the Lord. Because people come into the relationship with God, and many times they have, if, if they didn't get born again at young, 
they have an idea of where they want to go. They have a, a, a business that they want to start. They have a direction they want to have. They have a degree they want to go get. They want to, you know, and they, and, or even maybe they've been raised around the things of God. And because they've seen like, oh, the traditional way is that you, you graduate high school and then you go to Bible school and that's what they've seen. So because there's something in them that just doesn't want to fit in or whatever, it's really sometimes rebellion that makes people just want to, well, I'm just not going to do it that way. I'm going to go and break the mold and go to a normal university and do this. And so some people's motivation for not going and doing what, what is expected of them is just that they don't, you know, it's rebellion in their heart. And so either way, what it comes down to is being consecrated and fully sold out to the Lord. And, and so what you, the conversation you have to begin to have is ask yourself, is this a God thing or is this something that I've wanted? Number two, if God asked me to lay my vision down, could I or would I get defensive? If God came and said, that's not what I want you to do. I want you to serve me over in this. Would you Would you fight for it or would you get defensive? Or would you start saying, well, God wouldn't ask me to do that? And that's where you get in trouble because God, <laughs> God wants your heart surrendered. And so if you're taking this thing of like, I'm heading in this direction for my life, or when it comes to a, when it comes to, especially when it comes to a, a spouse, if God said, came to you and said, Hey, I want you never to be married. And I want you to lay this down. Could you, could you do it? Could you lay the relationship down? And if the answer is no, then you have to ask yourself, am I really surrendered to God? But if you can, if you can keep that attitude and that and that heart, uh, uh, that heart posture towards God of saying, "Lord, whatever you want for my life, that's what I want." Lord, there's nothing that can't change. If you want me to change cities, if you want me to change jobs, anything that needs to change, I'm I'm at your command. You're my God. You you tell me where to go. You're you're my master and my savior. And that's really the key is being surrendered and and coming to the place where you just want to please the Lord. You know, a lot of that's birthed in prayer. My encouragement for everyone listening is that you start on a daily basis in your time of prayer, calling out to the Lord and saying, Lord, I just want my life to please you. That That's my number one prayer request. Lord, I just want to please you. Lord, I don't want to do anything that displeases you. Lord, I want my life to bear fruit for you, but I just want to please you. I want you to look at me and be happy with me. Lord, if anything needs to change, show me and I'll change it. And when you do that, when that becomes the cry of your heart, then it's not about it's not about being in a certain career. Oh, I've always just seen myself as a doctor. Well, are you willing to give that up? If the if the Lord clearly spoke to you and said, "No, you're not going to be a doctor. You're going to go. You're going to go. You're going to be a missionary." Would you be willing to say yes? Is your life surrendered that whatever the Lord asks you? And that's where people get in trouble because they're like, "Well, I wouldn't want to do this, and I wouldn't want to do this." First of all, God's not trying to make you do something you wouldn't want to do. But there's some people that run away again just because, oh, my dad was a preacher, my grandfather's a preacher, so I just don't want to do that because I don't want to. People have their own ways of, of thinking. And so if the Lord called you, no matter what he said, this is what I want you to do. He's not a bad God who's got bad plans for you. If he called you and said, this is what I have for you, are you willing to leave behind your idea? Oh, I'd like to start this business. Oh, I really feel I need to go in this direction. You know, I want to do this. I saw this person I really looked up to when I was younger. So you have to ask yourself, am I fully surrendered? If God asked me to lay it down, could I? Is this my idea or is this God's vision for my life? Is my life fully surrendered to him? Because when you can say that, when you can say, Lord, this is my deal, then it becomes something that you could say, I can take it or leave it. 
Because Lord, if you want me to leave it, I'm, this is your deal anyway. I, I'm all yours. If you, whatever you want me to do. Pastor Rodney Howard Brown always says this. He says, whatever the Lord tells you to do, you do it. And that's really our life. It's a life of consecration. I want to read a scripture here from the book of Habakkuk chapter two. And it says, I will stand my watch and set myself on the rampart and watch to see what he will say to me and what I will answer when I am corrected. Then the Lord answered me and said, write the vision, make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it'll speak and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it because it will surely come. It will not tarry. The second thing I want to talk about is, is once you know what God has called you to do, there's two sides. There's number one, there's the vision. What is it that God called you to do? You know, for, for me, for my wife and I, I've known since bef- five days before my eighth birthday that I was called to the ministry. I was called to preach and specifically I was called to travel and preach. The prophecy that I received said that I would take a flame to the nations. And I would even go to the United States of America and I would defeat the spirit that tried to torment my family and I'd become a household name. And, and I would take a flame to nations. So I know that my call is to preach. I know my call is to set the captives free. And I'm, I'm, do, I'm in that position now as far as setting the captives free, defeating the spirit that tried to torment my family. I believe that's a spirit of suicide and, and depression. And we see that every healing school, people set free from depression and suicide. That's, that's an anointing that's on my life. But I'm not in the fullness of what God's called me to do because I'm not traveling right now. I, I'm in a time of, I'm, I'm in a, I'm in a part of what God's called me to do, and I, and I fully believe I am where God called me to be, but the, the ministry calling that the Lord has in my life is to travel and go to nations. And so until I'm traveling and going to nations, I'm not in the fullness of that call. I'm very happy where I am, and this is where God has put me for now, but there is not only just the vision, you know, and I've known this since I was eight years old, and I'm 35 now. There's the vision, but then there's the appointed time for the vision. The Lord could show you, this is what's ahead. This is where I'm going to have you do. I'm going to have you plant a church in this city. I'm going to have you go into business and do this over here. There is a vision, but just as important is there is a timing for the vision. There's times of preparation. The Lord knew, you know, I knew at eight years old that I was called to the ministry, but the Lord didn't have me equipped at eight years old. I remember, (laughs) kind of funny story, when I was in South Africa and I received that word at that time, the popular minis- the popular singing ministry, there was a child singer who was like a child star, South African singer, and he was um, uh, uh, he, he was like a child star, and I guess he would speak and maybe share the word a little bit, but he would minister, sing, mostly sing, had albums. He was like a famous Christian singer. And so I remember when I got that um, prophecy, I came off the stage and it was the end of the service and we were hanging out and someone came up to me and said, you could be like so-and-so and talking about this child child star. And But you know, the, the, the truth is that I wasn't ready at eight years old. The Lord had a lot of training to bring me through. Funny thing is, is looking back, you know who that child star was? Pastor Raymond Silliers was that child singing prodigy. Um, uh, fast forward all those years. So funny, fun little fact there. But uh, I wasn't ready at eight years old to preach the gospel. I wasn't ready. I mean, I was winning souls at 16 years old, but I wasn't ready. I came through Bible school from 16, 17, graduated when I was 18, youngest person to graduate River Bible Institute. Uh, But I wasn't ready yet. And so these times where I knew I was called and I knew the Lord had anointing in my life and I knew I'd go all all over the world, but I wasn't equipped yet for it. The Lord had called me, but I need there was days of preparation. So for every call... There are days of preparation. There's time to get prepared. You could be called to the ministry. You know, there's people who God 
calls and anoints, and they never make it into ministry. And do you know why? Is because they never prepared themselves. They never, Paul said, I thank the Lord he counted me faithful, putting me in the ministry. If God calls somebody, but then looks back and five years later, they're still not faithful with God's what God's put in front of them. They're not a good steward of what God's given them. If they're not a good husband, God's not going to put them, God's not going to put them over groups and th- tens of thousands of people if they can't lead their family. It, when someone's not faithful, God's not going to promote them. God promotes based on faithfulness. So there's people who had a legitimate call and had a great anointing, but they never stepped into what God had for them because they weren't faithful with what God put in front of them, faithful with preparation, preparing in the word. And so there's a part on our side of preparation for the call that God has for us. If you know I've got a marketplace ministry, I'm called to have a business, you, you could feel like, man, I feel like this is coming now. But if you're not solid in the word, you're going to struggle. So there's a time where it may be three, four, five, six, seven, eight years of preparation. And I'm not trying to you know, get you into a bad mood about this, but, you, but, but the Lord knows the timing. And, and, and so for us, it's just being submitted to the process to know that the Lord's getting me ready. I'm carrying myself like a minister now. I'm carrying myself like a man of God now, a woman of God now, that you carry yourself like the way, like what your God's called you to do. And, and then the Lord will have an appointed time. And the one thing I've seen, I'm going to begin to wrap up with this. The one thing I've seen about when it comes to the calling, the calling of God on your life is when you're busy doing what God has placed in front of you, whether it's schooling, whether it's work, whatever it is, that you're busy doing the last thing the Lord directed you to do, that's when the Lord will bring you into the next thing. And so when you go forward and you move forward with the things of God, Jesus recruited Peter and James and all of them while they were working. Matthew, the tax collector, he was working and he said, come and follow me. He didn't find anybody who was begging, who was looking for a job. He found people who were engaged in what, what they were supposed to be doing. They were busy. They were working. So whatever God's given to you to do right now, the best the best preparation for what God has for you tomorrow is a job well done today. So whatever God's given you to do, if it's a secular job, if it's a temporary job, if it's a job you don't even like, but you've got something to do, do it with all your might. And then the area that you feel called to start to prepare. There is a call but there is an there is an appointed time. Get if what the Lord has showed you so far. Write it down. Get it clear so you know. Ask the Lord for insight. What is it going to look like? And then and then be faithful with what you got, and and so you can step into what God has for you next. Are they your plans or are they His plans? Is it a good thing or is it God's call for your life? We don't have time to mess around with good things when we have God's call for our lives. I love you. God bless you. If this podcast has helped you, if you would share it for me on your social media, that'd be a great help in getting the word out. Thank you so much. We love you. Bye.